Welcome to the Sunset Community Church podcast. You're listening to sermon audio from our Sunday morning services. For more information about Sunset Community Church, visit us online at sunsetcommunity.church. Kids are dismissed. Per <laughs> Andrew's word. I was actually wondering, should the Holy Spirit keep them in here? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, yes, how are we doing though? Are we good? Huh? We good? Because if you're not, it's okay too, right? This is not a house of perfection, right? This is a house of saying that, you know what, I'm not good. But because of the Lord, we can be good, amen? We can tell him. I'm, I'm just so grateful for that word that Andrew gave to us um, as we was leaning into worship. To, for, for, for the Lord to search us. Amen? Amen. So we're going to continue in the book of Mark uh, as we uh, walk through the passages of Mark 11, verses 12 through 25. Amen? Mark 11. Turn with me there. Mark 11, 12 through 25. Amen. There we go. My guy already kind of hit the hit the slideshow for me. It's it's so grateful to have people that uh, that is not having my back, but having the kingdom back, and we can walk together. Amen. Because it's not about me, most definitely. Amen. So I want to read through this real quick, and then we're going to dive into it. Um, you know, as I was processing this, um, one of the things that I sense the Lord has been telling me in my life is, uh, do y'all believe that boasting is okay? And he asked me that. And my first part was no, no. You know, when people boast, I got a frown up on my face, like, ooh, look at them, right? But what God began to tell me is that it's okay for them to boast because they was created to boast, or it's okay for people to boast because they was created to boast. But the question is, what are you boasting in? Amen. It's okay for us to boast, but when we boast, we're not boasting in ourselves. We're supposed to be boasting in the God who created us. And I said, okay, Lord, why don't you um, bring that back? So today, I do want to boast in our Lord, amen, as I bring this message this morning, right? I want to talk about what the Lord is doing, what he has done, and what he's continuing to move in, amen, as we see him move through this passage. Because our God is good. He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. We were seeing those words, right? He removed the stains from us, right? Again, to forgive us for our sins, but also to bring us back to him because that's the thing he wants to be with us. Amen? You know, I was, I was at work. I, I've kind of moved positions um, at work, and I'm at this new facility, and there's been an individual there who has been... Um, yeah, there's been a lot of problems, let's just say. She's been spitting on folks, and, 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 and this is in downtown Seattle, so, you know, we know what kind of folks can, well, they're everywhere, to be honest, right? Uh, but uh, as I walked outside, and I came in contact with this young lady, and I had a bag of food in my hand, and the first thing she said, she said, uh, she said, do you got some food? I'm hungry. And I'm like, mm, I really don't want to deal with this lady. But then I also had some oxtails and rice, so I really didn't want to get rid of my oxtails and rice either, right? But I just felt like the Lord was like, give it to her. So I walked up to her, kind of hesitating a little bit because I didn't want to get spit on, right? 
and 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 um, I give it to her, and then I said, "What's your name?" And she began to tell me her name and stuff like that, and and and, and things of that nature. And then things switch. It just switched, and she just started to 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 um, come towards me, and she said, "I kill you." And then I just said, "In the name of Jesus, back off me." And literally, she did. And I was shook. I was amazed. I said, oh, my gosh. Right? It is real. Now, I mean, I see that them people are real. But sometimes I forget how, how real God is. Right? And that's what we've been walking through. We've been seeing God move through the book of Mark. You know, healing folks and touching folks and, and different things of that nature. Right? Because he's real. Right? There is none like our God. So much so, a little, an, another boast, Isaiah 55, 11, is what the Lord put on my heart as he was just processing this. His word will not return to him void, but will accomplish what I desire, the purpose for which I sent. He dropped that in me. And I believe that that's what he's going to do through this text. In Matthew 11. So let us read. On the following day, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, may no one ever eat from you again. And his disciples heard it. And they came to Jerusalem, and he entered the temple and began to drive out those, sold, those who sold and those who bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. And he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. And he was teaching them and saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations? But you have made it a den of robbers. And the chief priests and the scribes heard it, and were seeking a way to destroy him, for they feared him because all the crowd was astonished at his teaching. And when evening came, they went out of the city. As they passed by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you curse has withered. And Jesus answered them, have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says will come to pass. It will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your father also who is in heaven may forgive your trespasses. Let me switch mics. I almost forgot. Hey, man. Hey, man. It's like I'm holding two things in my hand. I shouldn't be doing that. I like to move my hand a little bit, too. So it was kind of like I don't want to hit myself in the face. Right. But let us go before the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for this day, Lord. Father, I thank you for who you are, Lord. And I recognize, Lord, that what you so desire, I cannot do by myself. So, Holy Spirit, may you have your way, Lord. May what is there be true to me and also to the hearers, Lord. 
because it's already true for you. So have your way in Jesus' mighty name. And the church join me in saying amen. Amen, amen. So as a, as a recap from last week, chapters 11, 1 through 12, we see Jesus as the one who have both authority and a following, right? A following. As he entered into Jerusalem for the Passover festivities, he comes in as a king, right? As a king. And many begin to shout, Hosanna, 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 God save us. Right? And then he gets a donkey and rides in. But in this process, what we've seen was he told his disciples one thing to go get the donkey. And then he told them to also, um, this is what you need to say because it's going to be a little hiccup in a row. But he knew about it already. Our God is good. So they get the donkey. And he brings it to Jesus and he rides in. Not like the kings of the, of the time, but on a donkey. And what I seen here was a prepping of his disciples who he sent out on mission for the donkey, which uh, Bob Chin um, noted that last week. And I see a little bit more of that here in this passage we're jumping into. So now it's the next day on this journey from Bethany, right? And Jesus is on his way back to Jerusalem. But the piece that caught me as before we dive into his, his, his way back to Jerusalem, that latter part of 11, when he talked about he went into the temple the night before and he looked around at everything, at everything. He looked around at everything going on in the temple, throughout the temple. What is going on here? Looking to see how are the people functioning. I can imagine he didn't uh, like what he seen, but he was patient. So he came back this next day, but before he got there, he seen a fig tree because he was hungry. God hungry shows both that he's fully God and fully man. Shows both that he's very relatable to us. So he spots this fig tree from far off and it's full of leaves, the passage says. But there's no fruit. So he curses it. And it wasn't in season. So should there been fruit? This is where it got a little puzzled for me a little bit. And I did a little digging. But when I learned about the figs, what happens is we know that uh, uh, um, the Passover festival is in April, right? In March, what happens is there's these little edible buds, they say, that goes, um, that should be on a tree. And then after the edible buds come the leaves, and these edible buds is just something that people can still eat. So here it is. It probably should have been some edible buds, at least. 
but it also says that if it ain't no edible buds, that probably mean that the tree is no good. But I don't think that was the piece that God is really pointing to us to look at. I think really what is happening, I believe what's, what's really happening is the Lord is prepping them for what is to come. Judgment to the house. Father, help me. Verses 14. I should have clicked this. So now that they're leaving, doing and moving on their way back to Jerusalem, Jesus enters into the temple again. And he begins to drive out buyers and sellers. Why? Because life is not to be built this way in his temple. They have made his temple into a den of thieves is the word that he said. Instead of a house of prayer, it has become a den of thieves. They were selling things because when you entered into the temple, you had to have an offering to give. And then also, you see the money changers there. Why? Because they had to exchange the money for Israel's money. But that's not the thing that puzzled Jesus. I believe it's because the injustice that was happening as they were doing that. As I studied, it said that um, many people were putting um, 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 a high price on those pigeons. They were looking for profit instead of providing the people what they need. The people of God is doing this. That's scary. That is scary. Because that means that I can be doing that? So Jesus began to run them all out. But the piece that also hit me is, these are Gentiles and all different kinds of people. Who allowed them in the house to do this very such thing? It was the leaders. It was the leaders. But also you see in here is that the people of God, as they were coming to the Passover, I believe that it was more about their convenience than anything else. Their convenience instead of God ways. And we see that today in our own churches. Many of us want to give little of ourselves when God calls us to give all of ourselves. 
Many of us put parameters on what we give to God when God said all of it is ours. Verse 17 through 19. Thank you, brother. The Lord really spoke to you. (laughs) By this action... What we see here, he says, as it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations. But you have made it a den of robbers. And a chief priests and priests and scribes heard it and were seeking a way to destroy him. For they feared him because all the crowd was astonished at his teaching. And when evening came, they went out of the city. Isaiah 56, 7 being revealed. These I will bring to my holy mountain and give them joy in my house of prayer. The burnt offerings and sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. By this action, Jesus, as a Messiah, claimed greater authority than the scribes, than the Pharisees. He is bringing injustice to justice. As the people are being robbed from the true purpose of what the temple was made to be for. Instead of being a place of grace, it has become a place of robbery. How can one's heart grow wicked? Greed. An absentee of God. A place of I'm doing this not me for God, but not with God. An absence of a relationship. I can just imagine that from this day forward, the temple wasn't the same. But as we are temples, even so now, who God has called us to be, Is it being demonstrated? Are we all in? God is for his people. Not just his bride, but those soon to be his bride. Are we living how God has created us to be? Or are we running after fool's gold? God's glory is his and his alone. Yes. 
I have to continue to ask myself, Lord, am I living within your ways? And Andrew spoke of that earlier. Search me, Lord. So that he may reveal to you his ways. Like my slides is keep going back. So this is where things are shifting a little bit. Like I said earlier, I believe that God is prepping the disciples because in this passage is sandwiched with the cursing of the tree with the, 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 the dismantling of the temple to now back to the tree. A prepping for what is to come. It says, in the morning again, Jesus is on the go. Purpose. He is on mission His life's continue to move in the will of God. It has been an impactful couple of days, I can imagine, for the disciples. So they get to this tree, which is withered, and Peter says, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you curse has withered. I think Peter was a little bit amazed, like when I talked about earlier, when I had to say, get off of me. Jesus, rebuke this lady. He was a bit amazed because I believe when Jesus said that early, I believe there was doubt there. He didn't truly believe that the tree was going to be withered. And he responded, Rabbi, teacher, teacher, not Lord, not ruler, not even so king, but teacher. I don't know if this excitement was because of the way the tree um, looked or was it? Because he didn't believe and it came true. But the beautiful thing about it is God still responded to Peter in the place where he was. And he said, have faith in God. To have faith in God, not in himself but have faith in God. And this is where I believe that there is, um, Jesus is beginning to prep them for the pass of the platoon. As he's tearing down the moving forward of the old leaders, he's bringing forth new ones with these new disciples. See, faith is something that can only come by what? 
hearing. Hearing. So Jesus spoke it, and faith is activated. But he said, guess what? This saw what I just did, you can do too. But have faith in God. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. That's a faith that God is calling us to. Faith is not a wishful thinking. Faith is a belief that is already yours. But not just any old thing. I remember growing up, there was a saying that um, I used to hear a lot. It was God's will, God's bill. Your will, your bill. <laughs> right? And what that is, is that in this process of your asking for things, is it the Lord's will because he will fulfill those things? To where it says that he will um, move mountains on your behalf. And I can just tell you that there is mountains that need to be moved in our world today. Excuse me, y'all. I am thirsty. Could be that, that river we got into yesterday. <laughs> so Jesus is demonstrating God's will here for us. Jesus is bringing clarity to God's ways. He is God made flesh here. He holds both life and death. And the call is for us to live as he does because he is still at work in his world. Many of us may have been robbed from the gift of God. But the thing about the robbery is the robber is that it's not one that we can go against. And we are still looking to fight these battles of what, what we have been robbed from in our own strength. We know that Satan is the one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But God has conquered. He has conquered. And he has a plan for us all. 
as he's setting things up for the new earth, for the new ways, he calls us to die to ourselves. Believe in God. Believe in me. And you will move those mountains. I am amazed of the goodness of God. And he so desired to plant that in our hearts. So much that he gave his son. For you. For you. For you. What is in your way? What is in your way? Are you demonstrating what God has called us and caused us to live out? Do you find yourself caught up in a current being pushed out? Believe in the one who can save us. So church, as we continue in worship, I want us to think about something. How have God conquered life for you? Or are you trying to conquer life? And if so, be honest. How is that going? He says, come to me. Come. Come. Let us not be like the Pharisees, the scribes. But let us be like the God who created us to be. Hallelujah. Jesus. okay just to sit here y'all as I'm pondering it's okay just to sit here
He desires for fruit. He desires for fruit. Not fruit for you, but fruit for someone else to come grab that fruit and eat off of it. And sometimes we find ourselves in places to where there is no fruit on our tree. But the beauty of it is there is a brother right here to the right or left and you can come eat off that tree. He is returning. And it says that judgment will be first in his house. Search us, Lord. Let us not fall to fool's gold. Father, make things new for us. As I look across the room, we have multi-generational people in here. From the kids that we sent out to, to, to those who have retired. What is our lives looking like? Because we're in different seasons. want to pray us out Father in the name of Jesus Lord have your way Lord Father have your way Lord would you just join me in saying Lord have your way if you're bold enough Lord have your way Lord Back to what my mom said. Are we in the house of the living or the house of the dead? Lord, have your way, Lord. And Father, that you take that, Lord, and you so do have your way. Teach us what it means to be one as a body. to walk accordingly to your ways. Teach us how to move mountains, Lord. Because that is what you desire, the mountain mover. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Sermon Audio from Sunset Community Church. Sunset Community Church is located in Renton, Washington. For more information, visit our website at sunsetcommunity.church.